all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Houdat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So the Saints coming off of that great win Monday night will now go to Tennessee to play the Titans on Sunday. We will do our preview as usual with our notes, our intriguing matchups, and we have a special group-by-group preview as we will be joined by Stoney from the Sobros Network as well as the host of the Unofficial Titans podcast. So we can't wait to bring him on later in the show. But first, we are going to talk about some news with the Saints signing DJ Swearinger, and then we'll get into our notes in intriguing matchups, as I said. So starting off with our notes here, the Saints did sign DJ Swearinger to the active roster, 53-man, and I think Swearinger, he's a player that has definitely had success over the past few years for sure, excuse me there. Um, he was great with Washington, had four interceptions in 2018, four interceptions in 2017 so he's been a playmaker he's been a guy that's been ball hawking getting around the ball and making plays for sure but this year was a really tough year for him as he just was not very good and look I mean he's gonna be a player that comes up and he's gonna be probably ready to fill in if need be especially if Von Bell's out CJ Garner Johnson's out so now you know you get a player with Swearinger that can go out ball out and if he's playing at the top of his game He's playing at a Pro Bowl level. I mean, he said he's happy of, about joining joining a winning culture, and he's a player that can come up here and look be a really successful player. Come up here, make some plays, and especially going into the playoffs, he can help this defense a tenfold, in my opinion. Same with J- Janoris Jenkins, two Pro Bowl type players coming in. Even if one of them hits, that's where you want to be. And especially with the injuries to your secondary with Von Bell and C.J. Garner-Johnson. Hopefully Garner-Johnson's ready to go. But if he's not, now you have Swearinger, a really good player that's going to come up and do a really good job. So to me, really um, good job by um, the Saints to add a player that is, to me, very talented, has the depth, and he adds the depth, um, and he has a really good uh, skill set, a player that's going to come in here, do some really good things. Eight interceptions from 2007-2018 really good he's that type of player where he's gonna um have the attitude i'm gonna go after the ball he's that definitely alpha male uh, mentality which is not bad it's just it has put in the right culture and i think this is the culture for it to really breed and be really just uh, just grow and just have his best football i think could be played on the saints and i think it's possible now look you're looking at his career he's definitely been kind of an up and down player but he's been a good veteran i mean when just looking at it here you're looking at his career stats i mean you has two really good years with the Redskins then, he was good with the um, Cardinals, really good in 2016, not as good in 2015, got hurt, and then you're going even farther back in his career where um, he was just kind of slow start to his career, but then he really got better, and look, he, he's, he was second round talent, he's a player, and now he's a really good veteran, so um, I, th- I think it's going to be helpful for the Saints, and I think it could be really um, a good thing for the Saints to bring him in, and I think that he can help this back end as well as Norris Jenkins, and I think these are two players that can really succeed in our system. So now we are going to get into our preview of the Saints versus Titans. We'll start off with our notes, then go into our intriguing matchups as usual, and then we have a special group-by-group 
preview with Stony from the Sobros Network, as well as the unofficial Titans podcast, as I said before. So let's start off with some notes. The Saints are favored in this one by two points. They have a 54.3% chance to win by ESPN's Football Power Index. I mean, that's good. You know, obviously, I mean, I don't think it matters that much, but they're objected to win on the road, which is really good. The Saints are 5-1 this season on the road, which is, to me, very good. And they, they've been able to play really well on the road. And, I mean, that's got to be a huge plus. The only game they lost on the road was against the Rams in the beginning of the season. And that was just a debacle of a game. So, to me, I just throw that out there. I mean, we're just going to look quickly at the injury report where the Saints had two people that did not practice. That would be uh, Larry Walford and Von Bell. So, those two players will probably not suit up. But the good news is, is that Chauncey Garner-Johnson was elevated to limited practice. Kiko Alonso's limited practicing. And, you know, you're, you're really getting your team back healthy. And it seems like it should be a full go for this whole team going into the playoffs, which is really good there. I mean, that's not the same thing for the Titans, who have a few guys, that, three really big guys that did not practice with. Derrick Henry didn't practice on Thursday. You have a, a Dory Jackson didn't practice on Thursday. And then Adam Humphrey didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday. So the Saints, to me, have a very positive injury report compared to other teams like the Titans. The Titans, though, they're coming in. They're coming in hot. They're four and one in their last uh, five games. They did get a loss last week, but to me, they've been playing good football. They have the 11th ranked offense with the eighth ranked defense, and uh, that, that's solid. And you would definitely want to see that. Um, you know, for them, that's really good. There, this Titans team kind of reminds me of last year when the Saints played the Steelers. I mean, kind of like a fringe playoff team, like the Titans are eight and six. I believe the Steelers. Or around that last year when the Saints played them as well. Same week, this one's going to be on the road, that one was at home. It's a good tune-up for the playoffs, and in my opinion, this is going to be, obviously the Saints need this game to get into a buy buy seed with a one or two seed, which is going to be really big. But again, I, I do think that this Titans team is solid. To me, they're a playoff team, and if the Saints beat them on the road, that would look really good going to the playoffs. And if the Saints are able to win by a large margin, that would be even better. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be nice to have a nice controlling win against a really good team with he Titans. I mean, you have Michael Thomas. He's 11 catches away from breaking Marvin Harrison's record. That's obviously really good for him. You have Breeze playing at the top of his game right now, and that's really big. Going into the playoffs, as I said before, if Breeze is playing at the top of his game, that's going to be really tough for other teams to stop, and other teams to stop the Saints in general. So that's really big. Cameron Jordan has sat at 13 and a half sacks for the last two weeks. And then Trey Hendrickson, he's the Saints' second leading sack leader right now that's active. With only four and a half, so that's a big drop-off. That I mean, you're going to look for the Titans most likely to double Cam Jordan, and they're going to let one of these guys beat him. And to this point, they really, the Saints haven't had an answer for that. So I think that's going to be interesting uh, looking forward. But the good news is, is A.J. Klein and Kiko Alonso should be back and playing. So that's all really good stuff. And then just I want to go over the playoff picture. So really the big thing for the this week for the Saints is going to be that Monday night game where the Packers play the Vikings. It's going to be big if the Packers lose because that means if the Saints win on Sunday and then win again, they're at least guaranteed to buy. And that's obviously would be really big for the Saints going into the playoffs. And I think they kind of need that going in because that's going to be really tough. If you had to play wildcard weekend and then go on the road to Lambeau and then to either San Francisco or Seattle, you do not want to do that. So to me, they got to get that buy if they want to have a real shot at, you know, winning this NFC, in my opinion. So that's going to be a big there. Another obviously pretty big game is when the 49ers take on the Rams. If the 49ers lose, that's just big because then that game against the Seahawks doesn't matter because then the Saints would already be ahead of San Francisco um, by a game. So even if San Francisco wins that, it doesn't matter because the tiebreaker wouldn't go in effect. The Saints would already be better. So that's going to also be a pretty big game as well. So all that is, I think, 
kind of what it is this week for the playoff picture, and obviously the Saints got to win. So I think we have to look Saturday night, we have to look Monday night, and then we also got to look Sunday afternoon where the Saints will play the Titans. So I think that is a good transition into our intriguing matchups here. We're just going to go through our, my most three intriguing matchups going in to this game. Starting with our first one, it's going to be Mike Thomas versus that banged-up Tennessee secondary. Malcolm Butler, he was placed on IR a few weeks ago. You have a Dory Jackson, who may, may play, may not. And then really all you have is Logan Ryan, because then after that, you don't really have much if you're Tennessee. Looking at their uh, depth chart right now, all you have, you obviously have Logan Ryan, who's trying to hold down that four to number one. Then your number two corner would be Ty Smith and LaShawn Sims. And just not that good and there I think the Saints I mean even if Ryan plays I mean you want to see not only Mike Thomas but everybody to get into that secondary and you know you're going to probably see Drew Brees target the other guys besides Logan Ryan because even if it's Trey Smith, even if it's Ginn you're going to want to see how this Saints um wide receiving corpse does against a banged up secondary it's going to be really interesting to see who's on top will the Saints get time for Brees to throw the ball to those guys and really mask the problems of those secondary and will they find Mike Thomas in a favorable situation to give him the ball like they did last week? I could definitely see something like that happening again for this offense. And if Drew Brees, you know, this secondary is going to be hurting and you know, Drew Brees is going to find that out and he's going to make um, them pay if he has time. So we'll see if he gets that time. We'll see if um, Michael Thomas and Coke can get open. And I, I think they will be able to. And I think the Saints, this will be a favorable matchup for the Saints, but definitely something to look forward to there to have their banged up secondary against our, I mean, Drew Brees playing at the top of his game, Michael Thomas playing at the top of his game. That's really what you want to see there. Moving over to our second matchup, and that's going to be Saints offensive line versus the defensive line for the Titans, really front seven for them. They have a star-studded front seven with Jarrell Casey, Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, um, Jayon Brown, really good players. Rashad Evans, really, really good players, really solid roster for the Titans. So, to me, if I found the Saints, you, you're going to have to be able to block up these guys because, you know, you're gonna, obviously going to have to protect Drew Brees, but you're also going to have to open up holes for Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray. And I, I think really where this game will be won and lost, um, as I'll say later um, when we get into our group-by-group group preview, is really going to be in the um, offensive and defensive lines. So, again, I think that's going to be really, really important to um, get – those guys blocked up, and it's a really good defensive line with the Titans. So get them blocked up, get everything ready so the Saints can take advantage, um, especially through the air with Drew Brees. I think that's going to be most important. If Drew Brees is going to attack that secondary, he's going to have to get um, time to throw it, and that's going to happen with the Saints offensive line playing well. Hopefully Pete gets back healthy and he's now playing. I mean, he has missed on the last few games. Hopefully he's at limited the last two, two practices. Hopefully that will continue and he can get to a full practice and then finally play. So I think that would be really good there. And then our third and final matchup is going to be flipped over to the Saints defense. It's going to be the Saints front seven versus Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has been really good. Now, he's been a little hurt. I think he'll play. I mean, did not, didn't practice on Thursday, but I think he'll end up playing in this game. So the Saints are obviously going to have to watch out for that still. I, I don't think it's going to be just because, um, you know, just because he didn't practice on Thursday doesn't mean he's not going to play. He'll probably practice tomorrow and then play. So, I mean, looking at it, he's got the most attempts in all of football. So, you know, they're going to definitely run into him. He's got the second most yards. He's got the third most touchdowns with 13. Second most yards, as I said before, with thir over 1,300. 4.9 yards a carry. He's been just great. And the Saints are going to have to stop him. Their offensive line's been really good, too. It's finally gotten to a groove. It's gotten healthy. 
So it's going to be really important to see what the Saints front seven. They finally got their linebackers back if they can stop Henry. Because if they can stop Henry, then you're going to force Ryan Tannehill to throw it a lot more than he would want to. And then, you know, we know he's been great of late, but then you get into really all-throwing situations, then he's going to make mistakes. And um, I think the Saints could really have favorable matchups if they can stop Henry there. So I think that's really good. So before we get into our special edition of our group-by-group preview, we are going to hear a word from... Our sponsors. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats mobile app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. This is called Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app today. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards program for free. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts, end games to the hottest theater shows and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards program today. And when it's time to buy, new users enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. It really is a great program a really great app so definitely check vivid seats out they really know what they're doing and i always go there when i'm looking for saints tickets or obviously other tickets in the new york area it's just really a good place to go today's episode of the Houdat discussion is brought to you by cbs sports hq the brand new streaming sports news network it's live 24 7 and costs you nothing that's right it's sports coverage that's always on and always free CBS Sports HQ is coverage always focused on the game with tons of highlights, breaking news as it happens, and fantasy advice. I know when I turn on CBS Sports HQ, I'll see the tips and trends I need to win my fantasy games. And don't forget, you can get access to all this great coverage for free. I don't mean free for a week or a month or if you have some special cable package. It's totally, completely free for everybody. You don't even need a login. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or any other connected device at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates, just real sports for real sports fans at a great price of completely free. You don't even need to log in or sign up for anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. So welcome back into Houdat Discussion. And now we are going to get to our group by group preview. But this is going to be a special segment as I am joined by Stoney from the Sobros Network and the unofficial Titans podcast. How are you doing, Stoney? So far, so good, my man. Looking forward to uh, a big game this week for the Titans. Yeah, big game for the Titans, big game for the Saints. Titans obviously kind of playing for their playoff lives this weekend. Saints are trying to get into that bye. So first, how are the Titans like coming into this game? I know they had a loss against the Texans last week, but before that, they won four straight. You have Ryan Tannehill kind of having this resurgence, and you have Derrick Henry running the ball really well. So what's kind of just like, what have the Titans have been through this season? It was a tough st- tough start to the season. They they dropped to 2-4, to and four, and it, it started to look like this season was going to get away from the Titans. But then looking for the spark, Mike Vrabel and company make the switch to Ryan Tannehill at quarterback as they're, they're losing 16 to nothing to the Denver Broncos. I mean, just couldn't get any offense going. And 
making that change provided the spark that they were looking for, and Tannehill has played the best football of his career since then. The The Titans are 6-2 and two now that he's the starting quarterback, and I, I dare say if they had made the switch sooner, we'd be talking about a legitimate potential AFC championship contender, and Tannehill might even be in the MVP discussion. Yeah, he's been just really good. And, like, my brother's a Dolphins fan, so I was watching him in Miami, and he's just been so much better. And even looking through this this tight this Titans depth chart here, they have a really, really good team, and they're going to be a really tough test for the Saints. To me, they really don't have, like, one huge weakness. And they're just looking down their um, depth chart, a lot of very solid players and a lot of um, NFL um, established players for sure. And then looking at the Saints, obviously, two weeks ago, they had a tough loss. Um, against the 49ers, which kind of set them back. Last week, they come in, obviously, Drew Brees breaks the passing touchdowns record, and now, you know, you win 34-7, to defense bounces back nicely. But, I mean, even before that, you have the Drew Brees injury. But I think that injury was definitely really big for the Saints because now, in the past two years, you've seen Drew Brees um, basically down the stretch get a little worse, maybe a little deteriorating, get a little older. Now he has those five, six games off. And now he's coming in, hitting this hot stretch going into the playoffs. So I think that's really big. And obviously hats off to Teddy Bridgewater for definitely holding down the fort uh, throughout those five games. But as we gave a little background, now I think we should get into our group-by-group preview as always. Uh, If you don't know how this works, we're going to start off with our quarterbacks. Then we're going to go into our skill position players, O-line. Then we'll swap it over to the defense, do our D-line, linebackers, and secondary and then we'll finish off with our special teams and coaching so starting off with the quarterbacks Drew Brees Ryan Tannehill Stoney who do you got I love the way that Ryan Tannehill's been playing I mean I just said I think if he plays a full season he might be in the conversation for league MVP right up there with Lamar Jackson Russell Wilson and and those elite quarterbacks but I think you'd be have to be out of your mind to take uh really just about anybody in the NFL over Drew Brees and the the career that he's had and like you said those those games he missed due to the uh, the injury almost served as rest for him and now he's he's really hitting his stride went what 29 of 30 mm-hmm. demolished the Colts on Monday night football so I feel like we're getting a Hall of Fame quarterback that is as hot as he's been all season so I, I'd give Brees the edge in this one pretty easily. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I don't want to, like, definitely, like, Ryan Tannehill is playing really good football, but, like, when comparing him to Drew Brees, it's just they're on different levels of play. And, you know, you got to give it to Ryan Tannehill, as you said. He's playing definitely his best football of his career, and he's been able to lead the Titans on this basically resurgence of a season for them. But Brees, the way he's playing, and once he hit his hot streak, you're like, now the Saints team is ready. Like, basically the whole season, like Saints analysts, all those people were saying, the Saints haven't put their full game together. They're, you know, offense playing good, defense playing good. And then uh, Monday night against the Colts, everyone comes together and they have this great game. And this is just, I think, a testament to basically now, you know, you have the defense playing good. Now you have the offense with Drew Brees, and he's obviously going to be leading the way for the Saints. So I'm going to give Drew Brees the edge here, but I think Ryan Tannehill is playing really good football. Moving over to the skill position players, I think both of these teams do have a really solid skill position group. What do you think about who has the edge? I like the depth that the Titans have, and it's really strange to say this about about the Titans for as long as this team's gone without a true number one receiver. Mm-hmm. I think they found it in A.J. Brown. This, this kid 
Uh, looks like a stud. Looks like he's going to be the future of the receiver position there. Corey Davis, while he hasn't exactly lived up to the expectations that come with being the fifth overall pick in the draft, still can can get out there and make plays. He's a great blocker. He's a key cog in this offense. And then you look at Tajay Sharp, a guy that is reliable, uh, good route runner. He's always right where you need him to be. And uh, converts a lot of third downs with his catches and stuff like that. So I think this may be the the deepest group of wide receivers that the Titans may have ever seen. Uh, at tight end, you are missing that presence, that veteran presence of Delaney Walker. But even when he was still healthy, uh, when he was still playing, you had questions about his health, and it looks like he may be starting to hit that um, – hit that wall that older players in the NFL hit. But uh, that being said, they've they've got a kid in Jonu Smith that is uh, still young in his career. He's starting to develop into the same type of tight end that Delaney Walker was at his prime, which is exactly what they drafted him to be. Coming out of the draft, people even said this kid's a mini Delaney Walker. And behind him, even though the city of Nashville is still irked by Anthony Ferkser coughing up that that ball on the goal line last year that went or last week yeah. that went back for and resulted in a Texans touchdown. Uh, that guy still made some reliable plays. So I, I like I like the depth overall of the Titans uh, skill positions. If you're if you're asking me straight up who's got the better receiver, I'm I mean you'd be crazy not to say Michael mm-hmm. Thomas. But as a group, I'd say the Titans here. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually I'm gonna put it like as a push in this one. I'm gonna say basically equaled out. I think Michael Thomas, like he he's gonna be the best skill position player um, on the uh, on the field probably. But then after that, the Saints don't really have that much. You have Jared Cook who is coming on coming onto his own. But after that, you have Traquan Smith who's been definitely up and down his whole career. Ted Ginn is definitely hitting probably that similar wall that Delaney Walker is hitting, just like veteran old, definitely lost a step, and he's obviously relied on his feet, starting to drop more balls as well. And then, obviously, we want to look in the running backs as well. You have Kamara, who just, to me, hasn't looked as good this year as he has in years past, and Derrick Henry looks like a monster. And you kind of, in that running back, usually you're the Saints, you're kind of confident of the Saints in the running back group. But Derrick Henry has been one of the best running backs in the NFL. Now, we'll see if he plays this week. He didn't practice today, but he did practice on Wednesday. So we'll kind of see what happens. But really, to me, it's just like back and forth. Yeah, the Saints have the star player. They have Michael Thomas. They have Kamara. They have um, Cook. But you got to look at, um, as you said, the really good depth. And that's what I was saying about earlier, the Titans. Just look down their roster. They have a ton of depth. And, you know, they're going to be definitely a tough out for anybody, whoever they go up against, because definitely it's they're down from the quarterback all the way down to you know the end of the defense they have a really solid roster there yeah and for my money I I would take Derrick Henry with just about any running back in the league right now yeah he's he's been I mean I think he's over a thousand yards this season he's just been that monster just the the Titans kind of needed what they've been doing they've been running the ball Ryan Tannehill's been making the right plays and it's been you know it's been over the last few games it's been successful even though not last week but before that for sure so moving over to the O-line, again, a very interesting um, group for both sides. The Saints have had some injuries, but we'll see if they get Andrews Pete back this week. They are not going to have um, Larry Walford, most likely. The Titans definitely, to me, have another solid group, but who do you think has the edge here? I like the Titans right now because yeah. I feel like their unit is finally starting to gel and become the offensive line that we thought it would be back in the offseason we have to keep in mind that 
this is a unit that didn't have its Pro Bowl left tackle and Taylor Lewan for the mm-hmm. first four games because of uh, uh, substance abuse, performance-enhancing drug suspension. Uh, didn't have Nate Davis, the right guard they drafted in the third round, to come in and, and start right away. He was hurt to start the season, didn't practice. He's finally getting in. Uh, Roger Saffold, you're starting to see kind of fit into this offense. And uh, Ben Jones is just starting to – you're just starting to see this unit uh, pick up as a whole. So I think if you're looking at it for just right now with what they're doing with the running game and how they're able to protect Tannehill – I like the Titans unit right now. Yeah, I mean, I, really what the Titans done, their offensive line has really hit its stride, as you said. And then you have some players here. You have Roger Saffold, who's a pro bowler. Um, Luan, another really good um, left tackle. And to me, just another really solid group. But the Saints, this is, I mean, look, you have Wofford out, pro bowler. I think that's going to be a hit to the Saints. I think if they have Pete and Wofford out this week, because Pete, we don't know if he's going to play. I think he'll probably be a game-time decision in this one. He was limited the first two practices, but you never know. If he plays, I'm a little more confident, and I would go um, with a push there. But if he does not play, that means you have two backup guards. And what scares me the most is Drew Brees. He's definitely, or really any QB, when you get pressure up the middle, I mean, that can be the depth uh, to a QB or really an offense. It could be a really backbreaker for New Orleans this um, this weekend. So if Pete uh, doesn't play, I'm going to um, give the Titans the edge. If Pete does play, I'm going to do another push. I think these teams definitely match up really well together and a lot of really close groups. And I think now we're going to switch it over to the defense, starting off with the D-line. Both these D-lines, I mean, they have a lot of depth. And the Saints, they're going to get that depth tested. But they have um, a few injuries with um, Sheldon Rankins starting the defensive tackle. And then also Marcus Davenport um, on the defensive end. Both of them are out for the season. So the Saints are tested at um, this whole defensive line, really. At this point, you're going to see some depth players in there like Trey Hendrickson. And then guys like Shai Tuttle um, in the interior defensive line. The Titans had an injury with Cameron Wake earlier. Um, as we'll just probably add the edge rushers because they do play a 3-4 defense, but we'll add the edge rushers into this um, D-line here because they had Cameron Wake out. But, I mean, you got to give it to Harold Landry. has been really good for them this season. And you guys like Jarrell Casey also been really good. So who do you think has the edge in this one? Well, it's interesting. I, I'm going to sound like a homer again, but cause no. I, keep, I keep going with the Titans here, but I love Jarrell Casey. I love yes, the way he plays. I think yeah. he's the heart and soul of this defense. I think – He's perennially, perennially one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the NFL. Sure. Now you have Jeffrey Simmons, who the Titans set back in the first round of this year's draft to, to select. Uh, a, a guy a lot of analysts thought could be a top five pick if he was healthy. Yeah. And they get him the middle of the season. These two are starting to form quite the tandem. And as he continues to develop – the defensive line is just going to get better. And because you have these two studs, you you lose sight of the contributions that guys like Daquan Jones and Austin Johnson have made in recent weeks too. So I feel like this is really the strength of the Titans defense. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I, I compared um, Jarrell Casey to Cameron Jordan as he does similar things with the Saints. Cameron Jordan, he's having a really good season this year, kind of like um, now the national media is starting to kind of like, oh, Cameron Jordan, really good player. But before he was under the radar and he was still plugging away, kind of like Jarrell Casey is definitely the heartbeat of that defense for both sides. 
And this one, I'm going to give the edge to the Titans because their depth is just out of this world. You have Jeffrey Simmons, as you said, Jarrell Casey, and then also adding in like the edge rushers, you have uh, Harold Landry. And then as you said, up the middle, they're just, I mean, all these guys, you don't have one weak link. And it's going to be really tough for the Saints offensive line to um, definitely open up holes for uh, their running backs with Murray and Kamara. And then also with protecting Drew Brees, because you definitely see that tandem between uh, Casey and Simmons. And then you have Harold Landry, I believe, has nine sacks this year, if I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah, he does. So, I mean, that's a really solid tandem. And Cameron Jordan, really good for the Saints, and he has been amazing. But after that, who's going to fill in that spot that Marcus Davenport left when he was hurt? Will it be Trey Hendrickson? Um, will it be another guy that the Saints added? They did add Noah Spence from the Cowboys a few years ago. He was on the Cowboys. So maybe he makes a, a bigger splash in the next coming weeks. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see who can really step up in that role. And then up the middle for the Saints, I am pretty confident is that they can offset that injury with Rankins. They have Onyemata, Shai Tuttle. To me, those are really good players. And I think they are deep up the middle, but I'm a little worried about um, the defensive end. So, I mean, in this one, I'm going to give the edge to the Titans. The linebackers, I mean, again, I think both of these groups have solid linebackers. Demario Davis has kind of been the heartbeat of the Saints' defense. He's been making play after play after play, and he's been doing some great things. But the Titans, they have guys like um, Jayon Brown, Rashad Evans. These guys are also making a ton of plays, and another really deep group. While the Saints, I mean, they should get Kiko Alonso back in this one, but we don't know for sure. And you have AJ Klein also probably going to be back in this one as well. So, who do you think who has the edge in this one? Saints, Titans. I love what the Saints have experience-wise there with Demario Davis and Kiko Alonso. If Alonso plays, I'm giving the Saints the edge in this matchup. I I love what Jayon Brown has developed into as a young linebacker. And yeah. He's just uh, all over the field. He's he's the traditional playmaking type uh, inside linebacker. Uh, mm. Reminds a lot of people of like the way Keith Bullock used to make plays yeah. in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And Rashawn Evans, I think he's not making the splashier plays, but he is good in coverage, good tackler, good run support, just all around having a solid season. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I like... I like the Titans linebackers, but I just trust the experience that the Saints have at the position a little more. Yeah, again, I think this is if Kiko Alonso plays, I'm gonna I'm also gonna give the edge to the Saints. If he doesn't, then the Saints do kind of have a little of a hole hole there. Then you see other guys like Manti Teo try to come in, and they just don't have the speed that Kiko Alonso has. And I mean, Demario Davis, how good is he's played this season? I mean, without him, I don't even know where the Saints would be. He's been able, he's their best um, linebacker in terms of blitzing. He's their best linebacker in terms of coverage. I mean, that just says it all. He's been able to do really everything for this defense. And then the Titans, I think they're definitely like, I mean, just because I'm going to pick the Saints doesn't mean the Titans have a bad uh, linebacking core, excuse me. Um, sure. I, yeah, I mean, they have just like Jayon Brown. He's been a playmaker all over the field, kind of like Demario Davis has been. And then Rashad Evans has been solid as well. But to me, I think the Saints, with their um, the veteran prowess, also A.J. Klein, who's been, you know, when he was out um, against the 49ers, people really saw what, what he was missing, just that sure tackler that, yeah, he doesn't have the best speed, but, it, I mean, he's also a sure tackler. He makes plays in the backfield. So the Saints definitely saw when he was out, they saw a, a big dip there. So I think it's going to be really interesting. Hopefully both those players are back healthy for the Saints. And, I mean, then I think the Saints have a really solid there. And then now our final group of the defense, a really interesting group here, um, especially for the Saints with the secondary, also going to be interesting for the Titans as well. The Saints up and down the whole season. I mean, when you're looking at it, they've started off the season great. 
then kind of hit the middle of the season. Eli Apple started to falter a little bit. Um, PJ Williams was hurt. And then, you know, you have Von Bell now hurt for the Saints. And it's kind of up and down. They added um, Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins, and also DJ Swearinger. So hopefully that's the, the right players to bring in. I mean, obviously they're so talented, but they've had problems in the locker room. And um, they're kind of just one of those those types of players that, look, they definitely have a little ego about them. But if they're playing good on a good team, you hope that they can just bring their full talent in there. So hopefully those players help out the Saints. But if you're looking at um, just how they're playing right now, they had a really good game against the Colts. But the game before, they just got beat so bad against the um, 49ers. And then it's just like, which, which secondary group is going to show up? Is it going to be the one against the Colts or is it going to be the one against the 49ers and then on the other side with the titans i mean they have former saint kenny vaccaro who um he's been playing pretty solid for them kevin bayard i really like that safety combo there and uh, logan ryan and dory jackson if um jackson plays they i think they expect him to play so who do you like in uh this this matchup jackson was a limited participant in in practice uh earlier in the week i don't think he practiced today but uh coach rabel has come out today and said that uh, it might be he might play in some third down situations on Sunday, but they don't expect him to play a full game. And having Malcolm Butler hurt as well, yeah, it's really crushed the secondary. I mean, they're relying on Logan Ryan right now to sort of you know hold down the fort. Uh, they they have Ty Smith. Ty Smith has played admirably, uh, but you know uh, I should also mention Lashawn Sims is hurt too. Uh, mm-hmm. Ty Smith, you're talking about a guy that's your fifth corner having yeah. to to start. They picked up Tremaine Brock a couple of weeks ago, and and you're asking the the veteran to come in and and kind of pick up a new playbook. I mean, this is not a good situation. You don't have defensive backs at the ready, cornerbacks specifically at the ready to take on challenges like this. And you saw that thinness at the at the position exposed big time against the Texans. I mean. They played well against DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller in the first half, but Kenny Stills was able to get by for a couple of touchdowns that ended up being the real difference in the game. And then in the second half, DeAndre Hopkins, the dam finally broke, and he was able to just move the ball with ease. So uh, they're they're in trouble here. And if you know if they can't contain Michael Thomas, it could be a, a big game for the Saints passing game. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I like the combination of Bayard and Vaccaro. Vaccaro had a heck of a game last week uh, and is playing well for this team. But you know, you just you need soldiers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think kind of the same thing for the Saints, who have had banged up, and then you have just uh, Eli Apple has just been unreliable. I mean, at a certain point, you're going to have to either he's going to have to either get better or the Saints are going to replace him. Hopefully, with um, you know Jack Rabbit Jenkins, who I thought was a really good pickup. Hopefully, will solidify that group. And um, I think, look, the, now I think with Swearinger, you have um, Jenkins. I think those additions will be really big. Um, I don't know if they'll be on, on full display this week. Um, probably Jenkins, who was signed earlier in the week, uh, he'll probably hopefully play. And then Swearinger probably he'll either play a small role or um, maybe not play at all because he was only signed yesterday. So for him to pick up that whole playbook and learn it would be impressive if he's able to go. But we'll definitely have to see there I mean I'm going to take the Saints in this one just because I mean Marshawn Lattimore has been a rock there and he's been shutting down everyone's um one receiver then it's up to the other guys and you know with the Saints they've been able to get pressure so that's helped the back end as well and Marcus Williams is playing really good from the free safety position I think it's just going to be um, just enough in this one and um yeah will will they be tested by Tannehill and um that deep 
Um, skill position group, yes, but I'm thinking at the end of the day, they're just a little better than the Titans here. And if you're looking at the Titans, yeah, I think Michael Thomas and, um, you know, Coach Payton and, you know, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, they're going to try to definitely expose them. I think it's going to be more of the other guys, just if you're going to see Jared Cook to get down the field, Traquan Smith hopefully will have his breakout game or just every game you're hoping. Ted Ginn, who definitely is that veteran player. I think someone's going to have to step up there besides Michael Thomas if the Saints are going to win this game. And um, look, they're going to have the chance against a banged up Titans secondary. So now we are going to get into our final two groups with first special teams, and then we'll finish off with coaching. So Ryan Suckup was just placed on IR for the Titans after he's really had a shaky season. So they brought in Greg Joseph. And this is, I think, when you're looking at the Saints, this is just an example of why Saints fans have to be so lucky that they have Will Lutz and uh, Thomas Morris that built perennial pro, pro bowlers at the position. And, I mean, the Saints special teams group has just been really solid. They blocked upon last week. You have Taysom Hill back there who's just been, I mean, he's just the ultimate Swiss Army knife for this team. And, um, you know, Deontay Harris, now the Pro Bowl returner, who's been just amazing for the Saints, spark plug in multiple games. But who do you like in this game, Saints or the Titans, for the special teams group? I, I would easily say the Saints. And, and the Titans special teams unit is playing well as a whole, Brett Kern is going to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I think he's probably, in my opinion, the best punter in the entire league right now. You have guys like Joshua Kalu who are making excellent plays, blocking kicks. He's the one that jumped the line, uh, had it timed perfectly, blocked the the field goal attempt in the Kansas City game when the Titans beat the Chiefs. They've they've played well in that regard, but the kicking game is just an outright disaster. And it's clear Suckup's leg was not ready, was not healthy to be playing in games. He had no business being on the field last week. He couldn't couldn't put enough on the ball to get it up over the line for field goal attempt. And I think collectively over the last stretch of games, they were eight for fifteen on um, on touchbacks, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Uh, Suckup was one for six on field goals. They just, it, it was just an outright liability for this team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, look, missed field goals and, you know, special teams, it's going to come back to haunt you eventually. And, I mean, the Titans, I mean, would suck up just not having a good year. I mean, I mean, at a certain point, you know, they, they obviously put him on IR, made the switch, but we'll see what Greg Joseph does. And that's why I think the Saints, I think they have stole a few games this year based on special teams. Just, I mean, you have Deontay Harris, who you know, had a kick return earlier in the season, um, punt return, and then he was um, able to just, I mean, when you're able to shorten the field for the offense, that's obviously really big. And then Will Lutz has just made some really big kicks for the Saints. Uh, he had a game-winning 58-yard field goal earlier in the season, and you know, when the game's on the line, you know, you're not worried about Will Lutz trying to hit a field goal. He's a player that's going to come up in here, hit hit the deep field goals. Definitely he's a, a short kicker. He's on the short field goals. I think he could be, he could be, you know, when we're looking at a really close game like this one on the road, he could be a difference and, you know, field position probably will be a thing for Thomas Morstead. So the punters, you know, Brett Curran, obviously a great punter, but so is Thomas Morstead. So both of those punters, I mean, you may see um, a difference in field position, you know, just and that may change the game. And kick returning, punt returning is also going to be a thing that can change the game. So I know people don't say, oh, special teams. It could matter in this one. And that's why the Saints have been, you know, looking at 11-3. and um, They've played in a lot of close games. I mean, some of those games were won because of the special teams unit. So I think it's definitely really um, important there. And then finally, um, our coaching group here finishing off, Sean Payton, Mike Vrabel. Oh, who do you like in this one? Sean Payton, easily. <laughs> and I'm... Listen, I'm a big Mike Vrabel guy. He has done 
some reckless things, made some reckless choices in going for it for fourth down uh, or going for it on fourth down, excuse me, going for uh, touchdowns instead of field goals. Last year he had the uh, infamous game in London when the Titans go down and score a touchdown to pull within one of the Chargers, and instead of kicking the field goal, field goal going to overtime, they go for two and end up losing the game that way. Stuff like that. Uh, those are things that uh, a young coach figures out as he as he grows. And I think this guy is the quintessential leader of men type. I think he's going to be a great coach for years to come with the Titans. But it's kind of like comparing Ryan Tannehill to Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Like there's just no no comparison right now for the work that Sean Payton has done in New Orleans. So easy call for me. Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton, I mean, the game plans that he's put up for the offense the last two two weeks have been amazing. He's obviously been just a great leader for this team. When Drew Brees went down, he was right there, galvanized the troops, got them five wins. And then, you know, once Drew Brees comes back, they opened up the playbook more. It was just back to, like, the old offense. They were able to succeed there. I mean, the one really just, like, Sean Payton, the head-scratcher of a game was probably the one against um, San Francisco where... I mean, look, he had some... He's kind of just does what Sean Payton does. He's going to take shots. He's going to go for two. He faked a punt. I mean, all these all these types of things, um, you know, he just didn't work in that game, and it was one of the reasons why they lost. I mean, but that's kind of the, the coach Sean Payton is. He's going to take his chances, and he's going to... And that's kind of how the team is. They're just going to, you know, go out there, try to steal possession here, uh, here or there, and then that's kind of just the type of team they are. But Sean Payton, he's just, I mean, such a great coach. I would call him probably top five in the game for sure. And then if you're looking at, like, coordinators and stuff, I mean, Dennis Allen to me, again, I think he's been really good for um, the Saints' defense. I mean, where the Saints were before he came is just, I mean, what he, all the strides that they've made. He's probably going to be looking at another head coach opportunity in the offseason. And the Saints' defense, I mean, I sometimes really love what they're able to do, and I love the blitzes that he's able to cook up. But sometimes Dennis Allen at the end of the games, and we probably, if it's a close game, we'll probably see it in this one, He's going to not sit back and play prevent. He's going to blitz, and he's going to try um, for his defensive line to get to the quarterback late in games, which is great, but then you're susceptible to the big play like you saw against um, the San Francisco 49ers with Kittle. So, I mean, I think that, again, just, I mean, the scheming and all that stuff, I really like the Saints having the edge. But just for that one nugget, I think at the end of the game, we could see something um, like that, especially as I think it's going to be a really close game that's probably going to go down to the wire. In this one... So finally, um, Stoney, do you have any score predictions for this one? I actually think this is going to be one of those like 28 to 24 type games uh, in favor of the Saints. I just don't think the Titans have enough juice to to hang with this Drew Brees and Michael Thomas connection right now. The secondary is just completely depleted. I'm concerned about Derrick Henry's hamstring and their ability to do what they really want to do on offense, and that's just feed him, get it, keep the game close into the fourth quarter, and then just hand off the 22 and have him punish a tired defense. Like, that's the formula that works for the Titans and when, when they're able to pull away from teams in the second half. And I just don't trust that they've got the juice to do it. So I, I think this is one that the Saints are going to win. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Saints are going to win 27-24, to 24, so I think a similar type game that will probably go down to the end of the game. But I think, I think this is going to be really close. It could probably flip-flop either way. To me, I, I just think whoever wins the line of scrimmage in this one, and both teams, to me, they try to control the line of scrimmage. They're, gonna, they're, they're physical teams, and they've won a lot of the games on the line of scrimmage. But I think whoever wins it is going to go on to win this game, as it probably usually is in the NFL. 
but I think if the the Titans are able to um, run the football on the Saints, definitely keep Drew Brees off the field, keep it away um, from that damage um, Titans secondary, then you'll be able to see a lot of success um, for the Titans. And if the Saints, if they don't give Drew Brees enough time to throw, then you know you're going to see some problems there. And then same thing um, on the other side for vice versa. So I think it's going to probably come down to two really good offensive lines, two really good defensive lines playing, and really who's going to really going to take the edge in that one. So I think it'll be a really great game and. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, and you mentioned field position before, and the Saints are 16-1 and when the average starting field mm-hmm. position is better than their own 30 since the start of last season. So that's going to be important too. We talk about special teams and, and how it affects the game. I think this could be one of those games, like you said. Yeah, I think it's it's I think it's going to be I mean, Saints usually play like types of types of games like those on the road where it's going to be grinded out and, you know, I don't think it will be like a big high-scoring game like into the 30s. I think it's going to be a, I just think it'll be a close game. I think the little things are probably going to make the difference for both these teams. But it should be fun and I think it'll be a great test for both of these teams as both, I mean, the Saints are already clinched a playoff spot, but they're obviously trying to advance to try to get a bye and the Titans are just trying to get a chance to get in. So it should be a really fun game there and two teams that really need a win so i just want to say thank you again to stony thank you for coming on it's been really fun absolutely anytime anytime you'll have me i'm happy to help so now i think it's time to wrap up this podcast if you like what we're doing here at the who discussion and haven't followed us on our various social media platforms you can follow us on twitter at the who on instagram at Who Dat Discussion, and then also you could subscribe to anywhere that you listen to your podcast. That means iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And I think this was a great episode. Just thank you again to Stony from the Sobros Network, and then also the unofficial Titans podcast. It was really fun doing that collab. Just you know, look, it's great to get other opinions out there. Now I feel like we know a lot going into this game against the Titans, and hopefully you guys got more informed about them and hopefully about the matchup against the Saints here. So with all that said, I wanted to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?